Hi, and welcome to the Online Education Pod, a podcast produced by Suma. I'm Alex, your host, and in today's episode, I'm going to talk with Stellan and Anders about a new application that was recently published on Suma.se. If you haven't seen the application, it's a form that companies can fill in in order to apply for a partnership with us during 2021. So I'm going to talk a bit about the idea behind this and and why we are publishing this application. Enjoy! So Anders, a while ago, Suma announced that we are accepting one new customers. What's the story behind that? Well, well, the story is it says that it's a new global company as a customer. Traditionally, we work with 10 to 12 international and global companies. And uh, most likely, we have a possibility to add one from Q2 somewhere. So, So what we have done is, to be fair, usually our customers come through recommendations. We never ever participate in pitches. We get a lot of questions to participate in pitches. Hi, we are a global company in this and this industry. We want you to participate in a pitch where we're gonna do this and that. And we always say we don't do work for free. So, <laughs> sound, sounds a bit weird, but, it, but it's difficult to become a customer to Suma. And then I, I don't remember who in Suma that said, how, how come when we make it possible for people to apply for jobs that we don't make it possible for any company to apply to become a customer? So, then we said, oh, let's do it. Let's give everyone the possibility to fulfill an application to become a customer so that we don't act like a golf club where, where you need to put your name on a list when you're one year old uh, to possibly become a member when you're 25. I, I have no idea. When I, when, I, when I was young, which was mid 18th century, then, then it was like that in golf clubs. Most likely it's not like that anymore, but Suma is not a golf club. So in the announcement, we, we mentioned that uh, we have uh, some criterias. One is that it's important that the executive management will be deeply involved in our cooperation. Why is that so important, Stella? It's really important from the perspective that it needs to have uh, the highest priority. So if we start working together, we, we seldom reach success unless we have executive management on board, um, being part of setting the roadmap, uh, setting the agenda for what needs to be done. And, and the reason is uh, stuff we've talked about earlier today, um, when it comes to how you prioritize uh, employees, um, workload, priorities, uh, who should be uh, involved, and that it's, it means that you have to do less of something else in order to be successful at your uh, digital transformation. And I, and I also think one, one, I agree. And, and a while ago, when we worked with one of our customers, the, their CEO said, give me three things 
that I need to do to be successful with our ambitions. And in that case, it was was both with sustainability and digitalization. And, and the general and very, very simple answer is clear ownership in your EMT, your executive management team and, and among the decision makers. That's one. Number two is it needs to be thought of as a core part of your business. You can't think about it as something sort of, oh, we have another thing to consider. It needs to be a core part of your business. And thirdly, all remuneration models must prioritize business success through online and digital. Of course, there are many more things. We can show you models of the sort of nine to 11 decisions that we think everyone needs to take. But if we pick one, it doesn't matter the size of the company, doesn't matter the type of industry, doesn't matter any perspective, clear ownership from EM team. And if not one person is involved, then nothing happens. Usually it takes one person plus the CFO. If the CFO doesn't think that it's prioritized, problems. Do you agree, Stella? Yeah, I agree, 100%. So this way of being selective when it comes to collaborations between companies, uh, it's, I haven't seen this clear selective definitions before. During the 20 years Suma has been, been operating, have you been selective choosing the collaborations you, you go into? I like to think so, and I, I hope so. And very important is that, that like for example, like, like we put in this possibility and, and in the application, we, we put, if I remember right, that we have put an amount that you should commit to yearly budget when, when you start working with us. Um, and as you said, at least one member uh, of executive management deeply involved and that you should know why your company needs to change and need won't require help with deciding what to do and how to do it that that we have always been thinking about but most importantly uh, you internally in in a in a company like suma you you need to make sure that everyone internally understands why you work with someone. And Stellan said, so that no one interprets that in a different way, Stellan said, so that we succeed. Then I know that Stellan talks about our customer, because if Suma succeeds, that means that our customers have become better in understanding how it is to be their prospective customers and their customers and their stakeholders. That, that's how ambitious it is. And some, someone internally in, in Suma, one Sumer said yesterday, or if it was today, that, but Anders, I looked at the criteria for the application. We, we do work with other companies as well. Yes, but not international and global ones who doesn't guarantee that amount of budget. But we are very clear on the why, and it's very often a personal relation with a decision maker or EMT, that is the reason why we started working with them. So always, no matter size, industry, ownership, whatever it is, you need to know someone. Then you know sort of the expectations, then you know 
other things. That's way more healthy. So that broad bit of background of, of why we have formulated it uh, like that. Don't go yeah, to soon. And, uh, and what they want has to be aligned with what we can bring. Yes. So, uh, so that's uh, if if it's you know not working together can also be a decision on on Suma part that we say we're well we're not going to be the right partner for you because we cannot assist you with what it is that you want to achieve, or what they want to be achieved can be very uh, sort of vague, and and therefore it's also difficult for us to go into cooperation because we don't know you know what kind of commitment this to what kind of future state so uh, it's also i think a very important uh, yeah. sort of notion that it's it's two ways i fu i fully agree and sometimes um you can get a question from existing or potential customers about something where you can be honest enough and say whoo this sounds fun we have absolutely no comparable experience of this but Maybe you should approach it like this. That that's a very important thing that you you never pretend like you haven't done it before, which I still, generally speaking, think is a sickness among prospective suppliers that you should claim that you have done things that you don't even do internally in your company. If you, let's take a simple example. If you sell content creation and the content that you produce for your own own company's shit, the credibility is pretty low. And if you sell marketing automation tools, and I would be a prospective customer, I would say, show me your numbers and show me what you do and how you do it. I understand why you sell marketing automation tools, but show me the results so that I know the level of expectation that I should have on your knowledge. And please show me experiments and failures that you have learned from and how that affected the process on how you will deliver for me. I think all suppliers that want to help industrial companies, B2B companies, make sure that you live by best practice. So if they ask for a partner portal, show them your partner portal. If they ask you for knowledge content creation or you speak about conversion and how fantastic you are expert in commerce okay show me your numbers show you show me what and how and show me all the failures and experiments that have affected how you work with me that's fairly simple approach maybe we should package that and and um, provide that approach to how you pick a um, supplier generally supplier. not only yeah. in our part of the industry maybe we should package that and, and because I think it would work whether you sell forklifts or trucks or whatever you do. Definitely, yeah. By being selective on your collaborations, you uh, increase the success rate on your projects and the likelihood that your customers will recommend you for other companies increase as well. Yeah, it's, nobody loses on that approach. Everybody wins. Yeah. Great. Thank you both for participating in this podcast. Do you have anything to add before we end this episode? <laughs> That's a dangerous question to ask Anders. <laughs> I didn't ask Anders. I asked you, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you have something to add, Anders. No, I'm not going to do a freeze. <laughs> Most likely this will come back to me in a video or, or in 
in something else. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you, Alex. Alexander. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you're curious to uh, to see how this application looks like, you can go to suma.se and you will find it in the bulletin, the news section. So thank you for listening to this podcast. If you find it interesting, please subscribe and we will make sure to create more episodes. Bye-bye.